You're listening to Climate Change and Other Small Talk, a worldwide theatrical journey for your ears, minus the carbon footprint and lost luggage. Nine creative teams from around the world share entertaining audio dramas to explore our climate mess and what could get us out. This is your tour guide and series creator, Sonny Drake. In our global destinations so far, we've seen an enormous need for change. How does change actually happen? Well, there's various thoughts on that. Bottom-up theories talk about the amazing possibilities of working at the grassroots level of relationships. People in community with each other, sharing knowledge and skills to build power and action together, particularly in communities that are most seriously impacted. So I'm curious if you've ever tried to talk with your own family about climate change. If so, maybe it was an awesome chat and then you made matching protest signs for the next climate action. Or maybe it was terrible and you never spoke about it again. We're going to see how an intergenerational conversation plays out in the top end of Australia, made on the lands of the Larrakia people, Darwin. This story is written by Marie Mankara and made by Darwin Community Arts. Marie is a writer of Rambaranga and Tiwi descent with a famously sharp wit. When you check out some of her novels, you'll get why we're so lucky to have her on this project. You're listening to How Nana and Pop Learnt About Climate Change The Hard Way by Marie Mankara. Hey, what have I told you about wasting water? Your ear blocked or something? Why can't I waste it? Everyone else does. Oh, because if we wasted it like everybody else, there wouldn't be any left. Now come here and tell me what they've been teaching you at school. Here's your cup of love. Thanks, love. Hey, get off your mongrel. Go on, get Ringo. Get. Where am I going to sit? Floor there. I'm not sitting on the floor. It's all wet. Oh, well, who was wasting water? So what you been learning at school, my girl? Anything interesting? Well, today I learnt about cows farting. There must be something wrong with my hearing aid, eh? I I thought you said cows farting. Maybe I need a hearing aid as well. That's what I thought she said too. You both heard right. That's what I said. Jeez. I'd have been flogged if I'd said fart when I was a kid. Me too. So what happened to learning about reading, writing and arithmetic? (laughs) We still do that. Okay, okay. So learning about farting cows doesn't take up all your time then. Well, that makes me feel a whole bloody lot better, I can tell you. We're not just talking about cows farting. What they're doing is bad for the planet. I've heard everything, Maisie. I mean, who'd have thought I'd see the day when cows farting were part of the school teaching? 
Yeah. There's something not right about that, is there? No, there is not. And surely people have got better things to worry about. You'd think so. And it's not like the poor cows can help it. I know they can't help it, Nana, but there are so many of them that it's become a problem. That's all I'm trying to say. So why are they letting them breed up then? It's just greed, George. People just want to brag and say they've got more cows than anybody else. Well, if these greedy bastards are creating the problem, then they should be the greedy bastards who have to fix it. Hmm. Yeah. So what about us then? I mean, there are a lot of us too, and we do it, eh? Fart, I mean. Speak for yourself. Don't need to be so defensive, Maisie. Eh? I know when you're asleep at night you can't hear yourself, but I tell you, love, sometimes it is just chronic. Oh, you can talk. If they could hook you up to the grid, you'd light up half Australia. <laughs> That's a bit below the belt, Maisie. And in front of our granddaughter too. It's okay. You don't have to fight about it. It's just natural gas. Everyone does it. Oh, it's a new one. Natural gas, eh? Did you hear that, George? Yeah, I did, Maisie. I heard it. Oh, my God. You asked what I learnt today and I told you. No, she's right, George. We did ask. That's true. That's true. Sorry, love. But um, going back to my question, are our farts bad for the planet too? And whales! What about them? Yeah, whales, um, they would generate a fair bit, wouldn't they, Maisie? And <laughs> come to think of it, their openings, you know, where the gas comes out, that would have to be about as big as my head. Do you have to be so graphic, Pop? He's got a point, love. We're talking about a lot of gas here, aren't we? OK, yes, we are. But it's not all bad. At least the hole in the ozone layer is getting smaller. Hole? You never mentioned a hole before. Yeah. What hole? Oh, there's a big hole up in the sky. What? You've seen it? No, but Miss says there's a big hole up there somewhere. Oh, and that makes it true, does it, because Miss says so? Oh, Jesus. I mean, no wonder there is so much unemployment if that's what they're bloody teaching you at school. And what sort of a job are you expected to get from learning about cow farts and big holes? Well, you do things that help the environment. Environment? That's just another word for the government, isn't it? Oh, why did I start this conversation? Uh, you don't want to start working for that mob, mate. The government, they, they are crooks. Isn't that right, Maisie? You never said a true word, George. So, love, what sort of hole is it? It's not going to swallow us up or anything, is it? No, only black holes do that. What? How many holes are there? Oh, my God. Black holes are in outer space. We don't have to worry about them, okay? This is getting confusing now. Couldn't agree more, George. I'm still trying to get my head around that other hole. Why did I even open my mouth? Can we talk about something else? I think we need to sort these holes out first, love. I agree. I'm worried we could get killed. No one's going to get killed, okay? You've been watching too much TV. Hey, 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 nothing wrong with that. Don't get upset, love. We're just trying to find out if we're in danger. That's right. How are we going to look after ourselves if we get killed? That's what I want to know. It's just a big hole, that's all. 
And we need to start looking after the planet to stop things from getting worse. Worse? Oh my God, did she say worse? Please, George, tell me she didn't. Just forget what I said, Nana, okay? Forget? How am I supposed to forget that there's a big hole lurking out there somewhere? But we don't need to worry too much because it isn't a black one that's going to suck us up. Oh, for God's sakes, used to. I wish I'd never opened my mouth. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, can I just ask... Jeez, Pop, what did I just say? Sorry. Oh, Mum's here, thank God. Okay, see you, Nana, see you, Pop. Sorry for scaring you. Yeah, see you, love. Thanks, Mum. So, love, what do you think? Might need to have a talk with our daughter of ours. Made my hair stand on end with all that talk about big holes and black holes and stuff. You ever noticed how she walks like her father? Yes, I have. Poor kid. It's just that um, I'm a bit worried about that granddaughter of ours. What's she done now? She's talking about cows farting and big holes. It's not healthy for a kid her age to be talking about stuff like that. What? Can you put it on speaker, Mum? Just press the button on the phone that looks like a speaker. God, which one is that? All this damn technology. Hang on. There, is that right? Yeah, that's it. Now, what were you saying? Well, like Dad said, she's talking about cows farting and, and big holes and stuff like that. Yeah, she's really putting the wind up us. We don't know whether to plant those tomatoes or not. We might not be around to eat them. Oh, don't say that, love. I feel no good even thinking about it. It's not funny. We're getting too old for this sort of thing with our blood pressure and all. Yeah. Oh, God, who'd have thought when we went to bed last night we'd wake up worrying about this stuff? It's all right, you two. She's been learning about climate change at school. That's all it is. Climate change? I mean, your wet season? Dry season? Is that what you mean? No. That's the natural cycle of the seasons. Climate change is different. It's where the earth is getting warmer and the ice caps are melting too fast so the sea levels are rising. So what's, what's that got to do with cows letting off gas? The methane from the cows is contributing to climate change and global warming. And that big hole she's talking about is the big hole in the ozone layer. Well, why didn't she just say that? We thought it was something dangerous. It is. And on top of that, whitefellas have been burning gas and coal for centuries and creating all sorts of waste like plastic. The planet just can't keep up with it. Oh, to think I was getting real wild with that girl too, eh, George? Yeah. Poor kid. 
And you know that gas pipeline the fossil fuel company wanted to put in the ocean off Uncle's place? Off Tangiao? Yeah. The one they tried to be sneaky about? Oh, yeah, when they didn't come talk to you in the land council. Well, even if nothing went wrong and all our ocean's wildlife wasn't wiped out from a toxic spill, the gas they wanted to take from there was always going to be dangerous to the planet. Like we haven't got enough things to worry about. Oh, that's amazing. Talking about this stuff makes me feel like I might as well go and sit under a bloody tree and wait for the world to end. I know it sounds scary, but if our kids understand what's going on, then maybe we've got a better chance of saving what we've got left. Well, it's a bit hard when they talk about big holes and cows farting and other weird stuff. You can't blame any normal person for wanting to switch off. True, George, but we have to remember... They've got to live here too, so they're not going to mess things up for themselves, are they? No. No, you're right, Maisie, as always. I know. I've got to go, Mum. Talk soon. See you, love. Nothing like a nice cuppa. Here you go, love. Thanks, love. So, Maisie, what do you reckon about this climate change thing? Oh, it's made me think about our old people who were here before the Murantawi came and made us live in houses. Hmm, yeah, yeah, before us white fellas came with all our bloody rubbish. And your religion. Yeah, yeah, before you had to wear clothes. Oh, I trust you to think of that. <laughs> And thinking about our old people made me remember a story my Munninger told me about this place. Do I know it? Oh, I don't think so. Ah, it doesn't matter anyway. Tell me again. You know that big rock on the beach that's all smooth inside and you can sit in it like a nest? Yeah, I know that one. Well, once back when my Amanea was a boy, the cliff there stuck out a long way into the sea. The old mob used to get ochre from there to paint up for ceremony. Red, yellow and white. And when the sun set, the whole cliff glowed like there was a fire living inside it. And then one day there was a big storm. And as the waves crashed against the cliff, it started to grab pieces of her and take them into the sea. Her long and beautiful legs were first one leg and then the other were washed into the wild seas. Then her arms were next, one arm, then the other, until all that was left was her body and her face looking out across the ocean. Then the waves had a rest for a bit, but her face was watchful and waiting because she knew that day she was going to that place in the sea where she'd been born and where our spirits go when we die. And then the waves got wild again and finally she was carried away. She was gone. No more cliff, nothing except for the big rock that she left behind for us. That was her heart. Oh, oh amazing. Yes, George? You can tell me your stories any time of the day, love. Oh, you always know the right things to say to me, don't you? Sure do.
And if those stories about climate change and beard holes and uh, <laughs> cow farts are true, well, I think we'd better make the most of this beach while we've still got it. I think you're right. So, skinny dip. George. <laughs> You just heard episode four of Climate Change and Other Small Talk, How Nana and Pop Learnt About Climate Change the Hard Way, written by Marie Mankara and directed by Rachel Chisholm. So Nana and Pop are totally in to learn about climate change. What about you and your loved ones? We have a bunch of resources on our website's Take Action page at climatechangeandothersmalltalk.com. You can unlock special bonus stuff by subscribing to our newsletter. And bring your friends and family along for the ride by telling them about the series. You could even host your own listening club. Check out our website for a hosting and discussion guide. We've also got a bunch of behind-the-scenes content, climate facts and action ideas on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Sunny Drake Productions, and on Instagram, Sunny underscore Drake. Sunny is spelt like the day, S-U-N-N-Y. And remember to rate us. It helps other people find it. In our next episode, we're off to Viña del Mar in Chile, where a mysterious buyer and a desperate real estate agent negotiate the sale of an oceanfront mansion. This house is monumental. It will live forever. It's built on a rock. Sounds biblical, right? And then she said, it will all be underwater at some point. Speaking of water, doesn't the infinity pool just ask you to dive in? She says she likes open waters. I mentioned the beach across the street. The water is cold, but it can get warmer sometimes. <laughs> Global warming, am I right? Join us to find out what happens. Today's episode, How Nana and Pop Learned About Climate Change the Hard Way, starred Marie Mankara as Nana, Pete Hayes as Pop, Rachel Chisholm as the daughter, and Nyasha Ogden as the granddaughter. Sound design, music, audio mixing and recording engineer, Matthew Cunliffe. Episode produced by Darwin Community Arts with support from Sunny Drake Productions. Episode producers, Anna Weeks and Tanya Lehman. And the series, Climate Change and Other Small Talk, is created by me, Sunny Drake, produced by Sunny Drake Productions in association with Why Not Theatre, lead producers Fanny Martin and Najla Nubianlove, concept dramaturg Kevin Matthew Wong, impact producer and climate dramaturg Shaprice Henry, communications producer Daniela Guestman, central audio producers Heather Brown and Richard Farron. Special thanks to our series funding bodies, Canada Council for the Arts, Toronto Arts Council and Ontario Arts Council and so many others who you can check out on the website. It truly does take a village to raise a podcast. Darwin Community Arts would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which this episode was made, the Larrakia people, and we pay our respects to their elders, past, present and future. 
The company would also like to extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people everywhere and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Until our next episode, we hope to connect with you on social media and see you on our website and newsletter, climatechangeandothersmalltalk.com. Take the best care, everyone.